Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, welcome back to Brooko Mode for episode 31. In this episode, I'll be going over four of the biggest misconceptions about self-growth and hopefully maybe one of these speaks to you and then you can identify a potential area for improvement. Number one, once I master how I think, then life will be easy and I'll have all the success in the world. I'll have the perfect answer for every situation and I'll become the greatest success anyone has ever seen. Now, changing your mindset is so powerful, but it means nothing if you don't put it into action. There's a famous quote that I like to live by that says, the work works on you more than you work on it. It's not about the destination. It's the person you are becoming along the journey, the lessons you learn, the person you are becoming and the growth you are experiencing. A similar quote from the Bible goes, In all labor there is profit, but idle chatter leads only to poverty. For us, this means that we can talk about all this stuff as much as we want. We can listen to as many podcasts, we can read as many books, but if we never put it into action, nothing is going to change because that's where we grow the most. And a lot of the time, we're doing all this mindset stuff so that we can become a better version of ourselves, we can put action in. So it's great to reflect, refine our process and grow, but we only grow through the action. A mindset shift is the perfect framework for decision making. So our actions are held accountable to a new standard, a new way of living. Sometimes we just need to know how to think about certain things. Our priorities are often wrong. We don't know what our values are. How can you honestly make decisions about your life if you don't have an idea of who you are and who you want to become or what goals you're after? You don't need to have them nailed out perfectly. You just need to be heading in the right direction. Be directionally correct is what I say. Head in the right way and you'll learn along the way. Just get started. 
for me, I used to search for all the best thinkers, all the best authors, read all these books, and I used to think that I could just master their mindset and I'll be and I would be successful in everything I did. That was quite wishful thinking because it takes so much hard work and discipline. The mindset shift only heads you in the right direction. You still have to do all the hard work to get there. Soon, you'll begin to realize it's not about finishing the game. It's not about winning at life as such. It's about staying in the game. An absolutely amazing quote by one of my mentors, Alex Hormozy, goes like this. The best games in life can't be won, only played. You don't win at marriage. The point of marriage is to keep the marriage going. You don't win at health. The point is to stay healthy. You don't win at business. The point is to stay in business and keep the game going. Similar to the journey, it's about becoming your best self in whatever chosen domain and staying at the top there. Once you climb the mountain, life doesn't just stop. This is good and bad. It means we have to be continually working, but it also means that no success or failure is truly going to define us. It's about the process. So if you start getting into the self-growth world and you think that it's a destination and you'll eventually become the person you want to be and that'll be it, then you're kidding yourself. You're heading in the right direction because you're wanting to improve. But having this mindset limits you because it's all about the end. But one day you'll realize it's all about the journey and that's something I've had to learn for myself. I kept improving myself and I thought, geez, one day I'm going to be so content, so happy with how I live and that'll be that. But it's not like that. We live in a state of impermanence. Nothing lasts forever, including our own existence. So what does it truly matter to, to have mastered a mindset? It's a way of living. It's a way of being that is so content with your authentic self and the way you want to be. That is what I see self-growth as. And going back to action, reading about stuff, listening to stuff, that doesn't do anything unless we put it into action. It's so important to learn from all these great minds. But a lot lot of us know what we want to do, whether it's be healthier, start this business project, connect more with our friends and family. And yes, we're reading books that helps us re-identify our goals, our dreams, our values, our ambitions, thinking about things in new ways. That is great, but it doesn't get the thing done. And ultimately, at the end of the day, if you don't ever do the thing that you're wanting to do, you're just procrastinating once again. And that's a lot of, I've done this so often, where I've wanted to continually reframe every hard thing. I've wanted to make I've wanted to go into the self-development journey to make things easier for myself. Sometimes things are just fucking hard and that's that. And there's nothing wrong with things being hard. Going for a long run, it's going to be challenging. Picking the right foods all the time and having to say no to temptations, that's going to be challenging. But redefining it, reframing it only has limited choice, limited value. Sometimes you just have to do it. And sometimes... You can reconceptualize everything in the world as much as you want, but it's not going to get it done. Ultimately, your actions are the things that define you. Your actions accumulate over time. And yes, they started from a mindset shift. They redirection you. They head you in the right direction. And that is so important. 
but action is everything. One of the second biggest misconceptions I hear is thought patterns like this. Self-growth is delusion. I always have to pretend to be positive and happy when sometimes life just sucks. Who am I kidding? I'll never be good enough. I don't deserve it. Self-growth? No thanks. Now, a lot of us get confused. We think self-growth is about being ultra-positive and never experiencing bad things, when in fact, it's completely the opposite. It's being real and honest with how you feel and working from these emotions. If you feel shit, then you feel shit. Work from there. It's not about distracting yourself. Yes, it's about making you more positive, seeing things in a positive sense, looking for the ways that you can improve from challenging times, but shit is still shit. Self-growth doesn't take away this, and it shouldn't. Pain is just a natural part of the human existence And we need it to balance out ourselves. A lot of us distract ourselves with alcohol, excuses. We never take responsibility and we never grow from situations because we're too afraid to deal with the discomfort of it. For me, when I'm on this journey, I'm realizing it's about creating awareness between my thoughts and my feelings, something we call mindfulness, being present with whatever I feel and working from there. Often it has identified identifiable causes now the more I'm going on this journey the more I'm starting to realize how I feel is linked to my actions and my thoughts because emotions a lot of the time are triggered by certain things they give us information and we can work with this I'll give you a perfect example sometimes we look in the mirror and we don't like what we see we might try and just accept what we look like because that's what the mental health field has been about, this self-acceptance messaging. We, we might try and rationalise our poor image. Oh, it's been a couple of rough months and it doesn't really matter what I look like, does it? Because one day I'll die. All those sort of thought patterns. But it does matter. Being overweight is a significant predictor of health disease and compromising a healthy lifespan. How do you want to feel when you're 80? The decisions you make today are so important for how you're going to feel at 80. But if you don't want to think that far ahead, if you don't think, oh, one day I'll I'll deal with the consequences, think shorter. Shorten the time horizon. How do you want to look before summer starts? How do you want to feel? Do you want to be constantly sore with pain? Or do you want to control your, take control and take ownership of your mental and physical health journey? Now, the way you make this the shit positive is that you accept it for what it is. You accept the situation, but you don't accept inaction. You don't accept that this is all you can be. You have to put the steps in place to get the results you want. Don't do it for the validation and ego. But if you need to, then at least it gets it done. But I do it for a healthy body and a healthy mind. And once you start doing action with that in mind it becomes a lot more consistent than the ego side because that's more temporary because once you feel validated sometimes we hit the top of that mountain and that's all we ever wanted was that brief respite where we felt good enough for that fleeting moment but it's not like we said in in number one it's about staying in the game it's a way of living it's not an end point it's not a top of the mountain peak 
a lot of us are scared of failure. We, we see self-growth as an opportunity to improve, yes, but then we see failure as a marker of regression. We see failure and we say, oh, I'm going back to who I was. We can't demonize failure because self-growth is a journey and we often learn so much more from our mistakes. Evidently so because something did go wrong. It gives us an opportunity to look at what happened and improve in some way. Often we don't. Why don't we? Excuses and ego. We put the blame on someone else. Sometimes it's scary to take responsibility. You look in the mirror. You are responsible for that. Don't blame someone else. Don't blame your family. Don't blame your economic situation. There are so many things you can do to take control of your journey. In sport, I see it all the time. I got unlucky. But did you really train as hard as you could have? Could you have put in more? Because there's often a saying that goes, the harder you work, the luckier you get. And, and do you know why this is? Because a lot of people pawn off luck as an excuse and that's where the saying comes from because hard work creates luck but I don't believe that in the sense that I just think hard work makes you better and you get luckier because lucky is used as an excuse rather than the fact that you were luckier. Don't strive for perfection because eventually you'll get scared of trying because you'll realize perfection is impossible and nor would you want it. It will become comfortable it will become comfortable just not to try as to avoid failure. I see lots of young, passionate athletes. They quit because despite being so motivated, they're scared. And, and we often look at these people and we think, oh, they don't care. They've quit. But it's not, that they, it's not that they don't care. It's that they care too much. We confuse this a lot of the time. These people are so passionate about being the best, they're perfectionists, they're striving for more, but they can't handle the fact that they aren't the person they want to be, so it's easier to quit. Now, a lot of us do get confused because self-growth a lot of the time makes you a happier person, but then we confuse this with the fact that self-growth is about the absence of pain. It merely coincides with that because we end up being happier people because we're on a journey of improving and becoming the best version of ourselves. That is what makes it so joyful because we are becoming who we want to be. We're improving. That is so exciting. And that's why we end up being happier because we're not insecure. We're less insecure. We're not angry at the world because we're controlling the world now. We're, we're, we're the ones taking action and being the people we want to be. Now, I can speak a lot about this because for a long parts of my life, before I went into all this self-development, self-growth work, I used to pawn off responsibility for my emotions. I gave control to everyone else and I blamed my emotions on other people. Now, you often hear the remark like, it's not you, it's them, when, you, when people are getting targeted. And that's true. And the same thing happens for our emotions. A lot of the time when something happens to us from an external point of view, we blame them for how we feel. They trigger an insecurity. And we don't look inside and we don't look to improve in any way possible because we just want to pawn off the responsibility. It's just too uncomfortable to sit with. I sit with these emotions now and I grow from it. 
That doesn't mean you have to fucking believe everything anyone says. That's total bullshit. And that's one of the main things I dislike about the whole mental health framework field is because people think of things in conceptualizations in frameworks they believe everything has to be an all or nothing you have to be specific and selective with how you use these conceptualizations because at the end of the day it's not black and white it's not so simple as people some things are simple but with a lot of these things you have to pick and choose situations to implement certain things so with negative emotions I often think okay why am I feeling this way I look to my values, I look to my life, I reflect quickly and often now I can really quickly identify what has caused that and I don't try and distract myself but let's say for example I had a bit of a lazy day, right, it's coming towards the end of the day and I, you know, I wanted to do a bit more exercise, I had planned a bit more and I didn't do it and a feeling comes to me, a thought, a fleeting thought that says, oh, this is, this is classic you, lazy, not putting in enough. Now, the self-acceptance literature would get you to say, oh, that's okay, you're having a rest. But the truth was, I was just lazy today. I was lazy. I took the comfortable road. I had the energy to do things. I had the time. I did not have an excuse. Now, a lot of us think, oh, I've been told to accept it. Now, I just, okay, I was having a rest day, but bullshit. For me, I know a lot of the time when I'm, when I'm, being lazy and when I'm actually tired listen to your body this is a skill that takes time but now I can identify when I'm truly fatigued or I'm just lying to myself and when I do have this feeling and I know that I'm lying to myself I hold myself accountable I do some more exercise yeah it might be late let's say I had x amount of steps I try and target x amount of steps a day I'll walk on the treadmill for an hour at night late I don't care I'm getting it done because you cannot lie to yourself because You can lie to other people and they're not going to know, but the only person you can't lie to is yourself, truly. So like I said, you don't have to be accepting all the time of the negative situations because a lot of the time we have these feelings and you can work from them, you can work on them. But sometimes shit just sucks, you know, there's tragedies in life. People are going to pass away, you're going to lose friends, you're going to have breakup, you're going to have job loss, you might get fired and that fucking sucks. If you want my sympathy... I'll give it to you because I know how shit feels. Everyone's gone through shit. Anyone listening to this right now has experienced shit in their life and there's nothing wrong with that. And I feel you. I might not have experienced the exact pain that you had, but I've experienced pain. It might have been on a lesser scale or something completely different, but I felt it. I know what it's like. And sometimes it just takes time. That's okay. But for some things, for some situations... If we just pity ourselves our whole lives, we're not going to get anywhere. Impermanence. Nothing lasts, including ourselves. If we spend a lifetime trying to accept our situation and accept our emotions, what's the point? We spent the whole journey accepting we're on a journey. Own the journey. Own your emotions. And you can improve in so many ways. Shit is shit. I feel you. But a lot of the time, 95% of the time, the shit we feel is not tragic. And it's in our control. And there are things we can do to get better. It's up to you at the end of the day. I can guide you. I can tell you things that I believe in and they work. But at the end of the day, when you have to get to the top of that mountain, you're the only one who can take the steps to get there. Number three. Now, this is a huge misconception and something I've had to really tell myself. 
It goes like this. I need to read hundreds of self-development books and listen to hours and hours of podcasts because all these people are so adamant they have the secret. I must consume all of this or I won't be the best version of myself. This could not be more inaccurate. Although please listen to all Brooker Mode episodes. These people often generalize their message because it sells. A quick fix is alluring and it seduces our quick fix mindset. Most of the time, these books aren't quick fixes and they're just broad analogies and frameworks and conceptualizations of life despite their titles and first looks. I can totally attest to the fact that I've bought books before because I've wanted simple answers. I've seen the title, I've seen the on the back what it says and I think, fuck, maybe it only takes a small shift. And a lot of the time it can, a small little shift, but it still takes the action as we talked about. But you don't need to listen to everything because a lot of the time we've got a lot of things going right for us and that's what we overlook. We've got so many positive things going in our life that we see a little flaws and defects in ourselves and we think we've got to totally do every change everything and, and revolutionize our whole life. A lot of the time it's just a small shift in one direction and bang, completely different person. Self-growth doesn't require massive amounts of reading and listening, but it does require you to demand that you learn from your experiences. Most people experience massive amounts of self-growth without even consciously realizing it and without reading books and listening to podcasts. There's so many people who have gone through challenging times and grown from it because a lot of these times these people are open to experience. They're open to feeling the tough times because they're not constantly seeking the comfort zone. They're not constantly wanting to avoid suffering. Now, there's also lots of people who grow from reflection and journaling and having these difficult, deep conversations with the people around them. These conversations are often way more powerful than learning through a book because it strengthens these relationships. It improves your communication skills. It improves your ability to be vulnerable with yourself. It helps you explore your life, your feelings. You become a better person in the process. You can't lose with this mindset. However, if you do listen to podcasts and read books, there's so much great information out there, incredible information that can change your life. It has changed my life for the better. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity to learn from these things. But I can't remember everything I've learned. And I often used to pressure myself, fuck, I can't remember everything I've learned. How am I going to become the best version of myself if I don't completely live out the life that they're trying to tell me is the one that works? The good shit will stick. Not every message is meant for everyone. That's an important thing to take note of. If something triggers an emotion in you, if you're listening to something I say, if you're reading something in a book and it really triggers you, you're like, fuck, that, that speaks to me, that resonates, then likely this is something you need to take on board and consider and implement in your life some way. Because a lot of the time, like I said, it's only one or two things we need to change and it can make a significant impact. Because in just like... We have this negativity bias. The same thing applies in this whole mindset mental health field. The negative things are so much more powerful. So if we eliminate or redirect and repurpose a few things in our life for the better and we eliminate these sort of anchors on our life, then suddenly we're, flee, we're free, we're floating, we're this incredible new person, but we didn't change much. But it's because a lot of the time the negative things hold us back way more than the positive things can take us forward. That is so powerful. Consistency. If you read a book 
This will often likely happen to you. You start seeing the world differently for a short period of time because you sort of have this conscious filter. You start thinking of the world differently. You start perceiving things differently because it's recent in your brain. It's a recency bias. If you do this long enough, you keep hammering away with a consistent mindset framework, you keep doing the work, you keep reading, you keep being vulnerable, it becomes subconscious, it becomes automatic. You become a better person through hard work and conscious action. That is something I strongly believe in. You have to do the work. A saying I tell myself is, the work isn't going to do itself. Now that can apply to so many things, gym, eating, business, relationships, anything. It's not just going to do it because you think of it better. It's like, yes, you can see the journey, you can see where you've got to get to, but you still have to take the steps to get there. If you can see the top of the mountain peak, yes, I know where I want to be, but you still have to get there. The same thing happens with all this mindset stuff. You still have to keep going and going and working on yourself and improving and failing and seeing opportunities to grow. And that's how you become a better person. It's not going to happen overnight. They talk about habits taking 66 days or whatever. Some habits less, some habits more. But it, it's, like I said, that's two and, a, two and a bit months. It takes time. And we aren't patient people. And how I define patience in my life is just continuing to do the things I do regardless of the outcomes. Because I think a lot of the time we get deterred because we're putting all this action and results aren't happening. If I continue to do the work and stick to a process that I believe is strong, in spite of the fact that I haven't got all the results I want, that is patience. Patience is just a tan- is an intangible word. Patience to me is still action. It's still putting in the work regardless of, of what happens because a lot of the time we're impatient. But impatience is you do the work, you don't get the results straight away, you stop. That's impatience. You're still patient if you keep doing the work. You go to the gym, you don't look bigger, but you're still sticking to your routine. You are patient. And I think a lot of us get confused with this because we have this feeling, this tense feeling, stuff like, oh, I'm not who I want to be right now. I'm impatient. You're not impatient. You're still doing the work. You're just motivated. You're really ambitious to become a better version of yourself. Don't fucking demonize how you feel about wanting to become better just because you don't have the results. Accept the outcomes, but don't accept the inaction. Like I said, this is di- applied so directly to my life where I've made so much improvement because I've been consistent with it. I've kept reading. I've kept listening to podcasts. I've kept thinking and reflecting and growing and putting in the work. It didn't change overnight. It took a lot of action, but I got there and I'm getting there and I'll continue to do it because it is a journey. And, it be, and it's really empowering to see the world in a different way because something I like to think about it is we all think the way we see the world is reality, but we have our own reality. Everyone has their own reality. So why can't you alter yours for the better? If you do all this work, you do all this self-growth work, you end up living a life on a totally different wavelength within yourself. These positive frequencies. It's not to be too spiritual, but in a sense it is. We're all made up of fucking energy. And if we can become more positive, become a positive more being, it just becomes who we are. It becomes part of our essence. And I just, I believe so strongly in the fact that it takes consistency to build this filter within ourselves to see the world in a way it doesn't like I said it's not bullshitting yourself it's shit is shit I agree but there's so much ambiguous things in this world there's so much information where it's not good or bad 
Now, a little proverb I like is the Chinese pharmacy. A lot of the time when we expand the time horizon, all the negative things actually turn out to, to be so positive and we grow so much more from them. That's why this Chinese proverb is so influential and I often think about it when I experience something negative. Expand the time horizon and often it becomes positive. It allows you to see the positive in the bad and then you stop trying to avoid these negative feelings and you ultimately grow so much more because the more we can tolerate the suffering, the more likely we are to grow because there's so much power in in failure and, and tough times. Now the Chinese proverb goes like this. A farmer and his son had a beloved stallion who helped the family earn a living. One day, the horse ran away and their neighbours exclaimed, Your horse ran away. What terrible luck. The farmer replied, Maybe so, maybe not. We'll see. A few days later, the horse returned home, leading a few wild mares back to the farm as well. The neighbours shouted, Your horse has returned and brought several horses home with him. What great luck. The farmer replied, Maybe so, maybe not. We'll see. Later that week, the farmer's son was trying to break one of the mares and she threw him to the ground, breaking his leg. The villagers cried, Your son broke his leg. What terrible luck. The farmer replied, Maybe so, maybe not. We'll see. A few weeks later, soldiers from the National Army marched through town, recruiting all the able-bodied boys for the army. They did not take the farmer's son, still recovering from his injury. Friends shouted, Your boy is spared. What tremendous luck. To which the farmer replied, maybe so, maybe not, we'll see. Basically, the moral of the story is that no event in and of itself can truly be judged as good or bad, lucky or unlucky, fortunate or unfortunate. Only time will tell the whole story. That's why if you expand the time horizon, you start to realise that all these things we thought were negative actually become really positive. And sometimes all the things that we thought were really positive, you expand the time horizon and it actually becomes quite bad because we become complacent, our ego gets in the way. You see it with successful athletes all the time. You see this all the time with athletes who reach the pinnacle of their sport. They win a certain medal. They win all these achievements and then they suddenly drop out of nowhere because complacency hits. The ego hits them. Their ego gets too big for themselves. And all the work that they were doing, they just think they don't have to do it anymore because they've achieved it. They've hit the mountain and suddenly that's it. You've got to keep making mountains for yourself. And that's what all the pro athletes do with goal setting. Number four, arguably the most important one here because this one I've had to grapple with a lot and I'll explain why. So here it goes. This is, this is how the, the misconception sort of goes. Self-growth is bullshit. All I need to do is accept who I am and I'll be happy. Why spend a lifetime wanting to be better when I can just be happy with who I am now? Now, there's two things, self-growth and self-acceptance. They often get confused. And let me illustrate the difference, and I think you'll resonate with this. Self-acceptance is accepting outcomes and accepting circumstances. You accept your height. You accept the color of your skin. You can't change this. Fighting this is a massive waste of time. This is the universe telling you how you are. Accept this. But self-acceptance is not saying, I'm comfortable with who I am and I cannot be better. Self-acceptance can be accepting of the outcomes you have based on the work you've already put in. 
So let's say in the gym, you've got your current physique. You can accept the outcomes that you are, the physique you have based on the work you've put in. But don't say, oh, I can't be better. It's not saying I'm good enough and being complacent with that. If you want to be better and be more, then don't accept that this is the final version of yourself and it is a fixed state. For me, I accept the person I am based on my current body of work. But I also accept that I'm so far from the person I want to become and now I'm implementing all of the steps to make it happen. Now, there's a a famous psychologist called Carl Rogers and he has a really interesting quote. It says, The curious paradox is that when I accept myself just as I am, then I can change. Because you might be thinking, okay, so once I accept who I am, then I can change. But you're telling me don't accept who you are because it won't allow you to get better. That can be really confusing. But it's, it's about being honest with who you are right now, looking in the mirror and accepting that this is the version of yourself. But you can be better. That is self-acceptance. Not saying I'm good enough and this is all I should be. You become real with who you are and what you want. Only then are you going to experience rapid self-growth. Self-growth is about the journey towards total self-acceptance. We are increasingly more content with the gap between who you are and who you want to be. You might never get there. Unfortunately, no one's ever going to get there. And people might think, oh, what a sad way to live. You'll never be happy. But you are because you're on the journey. And like we said, it's impermanence. You're never going to be good enough. No one's ever going to be as good as they could be. There is nothing wrong with that. Some people take the blue pill in life, like in the Matrix. They never even try to become better, which means that they never have to experience the pain that we sometimes feel because we never feel good enough. I can't live like that, can you? It's just lying to yourself. Because on this journey, there's so much excitement. There's so much joy from the little things. And this is possible for everyone. Creating mountains, big and small, winning these little battles every day. It can be a very fun way to live if you embrace the journey, embrace the uncertainty. Nothing is guaranteed in life except one thing. If you never try, you'll never fail. But no one talks about the fact that there's nothing, or we do, but there's nothing wrong with failure. If you had a crack in life, you'll earn so much more self-respect than if you spent your life hiding from your goals and dreams. Because I say I emphasize self-respect because at the end of the day, that is a very underrated thing in this mental health thing. You have to respect the person you are and the way you live. A lot of us chase external validation, respect from others. We surround ourselves with people who make us feel great. I often say this saying, if you're in a room full of 10 average people and you're the best, you think you're great, but how great are you really? If you, sound, if you surround yourself with mediocrity and you're the best of the mediocre people, it'll get to you. But... And you might get respect from these people, but one day you might wake up and not respect yourself because you never had a crack. You had more goals in mind. This doesn't mean you can't be content with who you are. Like I said, self-acceptance. You're accepting who you are based on what you've done to achieve this. You accept those outcomes. You accept the circumstances you're in, but don't think that that is a fixed state. That's all you can amount to. If you want to be better, There's an opportunity every time you wake up to implement action to become the person you want to be. Start small, small steps. You'll feel so much happier when you start trying because the feeling you get 
from these small wins along the way, the improvements you make within yourself are 10 times, 100 times more powerful than all of these short-term dopamine spikes we get. Now, a lot of us get confused with this whole thing because we want to become better. But the first step is to accept who you are. But part of that framework for accepting who we are is accepting that it's not a fixed state and that's what self-acceptance is about. But a lot of us, we love to normalise mediocrity. We do it all the time. There's a whole messaging where it's, it's, a, it's a difficult conversation to have, but there's a lot of overweight and there's a lot of obesity. One in every two in America is obese. And there's so much normalisation about this and we almost are starting to accept the fact that it's okay to be overweight. It's not. It's, it's very unhealthy. It has so many negative health impacts on you. And because there's so much sensitivity around this, there's so much confusion because we almost normalize not trying because we don't want people to feel the pain of failure. And because there's so many negative outcomes when we become fixated on becoming better, like what it, it leads into eating disorders and such terrible mental health disorders, anxiety and depression that can stem from seeking perfection. And that's why it's such a difficult conversation because a lot of us do get touchy around this topic. And it is, it is we have to be respectful of people's own journeys. It's when you can accept that you don't need to be perfect and that's what self-acceptance messaging should be about. But a lot of us get confused. You don't need to be perfect. It's okay to have a little bit of fat. That's totally normal. You don't need to be this really skinny, no fat person. But if you're obese and it's, and it's affecting your cardiovascular health, if you're going to be 80 years old, overweight, and it's going to have a terrible impact on your lifespan, it's why are we accepting that? Why are you accepting that within yourself? I do things now because it, it makes me feel good in terms of things with my eating, diet, sleep, and not drinking much alcohol that's going to have such a benefit to me when I'm older. But I don't just do it for the pureness of when I'm 80. I do it for the journey because it feels good on this journey. I I love feeling energetic, positive and full of life along the road. But a lot of us are way too short-term oriented. Like I said, impermanence. Nothing's going to last. But the journey lasts a long time. And if you don't enjoy yourself along the journey by being on a growth with a growth mindset and becoming better, you might n- never f- experience total inner comfort and contentment. And that sort of scares me. I, I don't know about you guys, but it does scare me to think I could live my whole life and never be purely content with who I am. I'm re- very, very content and secure with the journey I'm on, for sure. I have so much to go, but I'm so happy that I'm on this path. But it, I'm, I was, I, I'm so fortunate I took the red pill with this self-development stuff. And some people, like I say these analogies and you might think, oh, bunch of bullshit. Like, but it's true. And sometimes it's just too hard to accept. And I honestly, I have sympathy for the people who, oh, oh, sympathy or I don't know, people who can lie to themselves because they could be so much more. And it's not about being more for external reasons. Like, it's not about being more, oh, you can be a pro cricketer so then you can get the money and respect or you can do, make this business or 
it's all about being your authentic self. At the end of the day, that's all that really matters. I, when I talk to my friends, when I talk to my family, when I even talk to myself, you've got to start to ask those questions. Who is it you want to be? Not who does society want us to be. Who, what are, not what Brooko Mode tells me I could be. Because at the end of the day, self-growth is about becoming, is about growing into your true authentic self. And that's what we confuse so much because we start, that's why it comes back to this whole self-acceptance. You accept the situation, you accept the outcomes based on the work, but you don't accept inaction and you don't accept that this is the best you could be. There is such a greater version of yourself wanting to come out. It's on the other side of pain, suffering, vulnerability, time, consistency, hard work, learning, communication, conversations, all of this stuff. Listening to me right now, if you're still listening to this podcast, you're someone who believes in yourself because you wouldn't have listened this far if you didn't genuinely believe that you could change. And even if you are a close family member or friend, you are too filled with opportunities every day listening to this now i'm not trying to be a buddha or some spiritual person but we don't pause just stop for a second stop with me for five seconds thoughts come rushing to you don't they they come rushing to me it's because we're constantly chasing something to happen in this world and that's okay but why can't we be constantly chasing a better version of ourselves. It's always a distraction. We can't sit with peace. We can't meditate. We can't... We're impermanent. We're not going to last. So make the journey last by being the person you want to be. That's what makes it a life worth living to me, being authentic. And when I say this misconception is, why spend a lifetime wanting to be better when I can just be happy with who I am now? You can be happy and want to grow and be better. Those two aren't mutually exclusive. People, it's not both. It's not, it's not one or the other. It's a false dichotomy. And what I mean by that is it's not you are happy with who you are now and you can't be better or you aren't happy with who you are and you want to be better. You can be happy with who you are and want to be better. You can be unhappy with who you are and want to be better. It's... There's four, there's four situations and it's on a spectrum. Like I said, the mental health thing, it's not so simple. It's not so black and white that, that we get sold this message. And it's because our brain likes to think like that. And that's why when we hear all this messaging and we don't stick with it long enough, the little things stick with us and we think it's that way. But it's not. I really hope this is, and some of this has hit home with you because it's so powerful once you start going on this journey. And, and if you're listening to this and you're stuck for guidance, just keep following me because good stuff will be coming and we will be on this journey together. Anyways, that wraps up four big misconceptions around self-growth and some of these misconceptions I've definitely experienced throughout my journey and there's obviously so much more I could have delved into there but I try to keep it under 45 minutes f- for you guys. I would love to hear your feedback in the box below. I don't get too much feedback there and it's really important that I do know what you guys like because to keep going the show and keep putting time and effort, I do need your support because that is what keeps me going. 
not because I need the validation, but because at the end of the day, this show does rely on the listeners because without you, what is it? It's nothing. So please remember to leave some feedback and rate the show if you can, whatever you believe the value is. Anyways, thank you all for your support. It does mean a lot to me and please keep messaging me. I'm happy to get back to all of you. Thank you for listening, Legends, and I'll um, see you in episode 32. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.